0: Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to walk you through this week's news. And the center of our front page is this glorious picture, looking heavenward, taken by Michael Koff. This weekend, it was the community build long-awaited. The Voorheesville Playground Committee, headed by Jamie Chismark, raised close to a quarter of a million dollars, and parents, community members... Everyone chipped in. This particular structure was built mostly by women, Mike tells us, and he got there just as they were tightening the final bolts. Good job, Voorheesville. Our lead story is more on the former girls varsity basketball coach Robert Barron, who has sued the district, trying to get his job back as the basketball coach. The latest round in court papers shows accusations he's made in a a deposition saying that members of the basketball team after he left were bullied by what he says were the only two players that had talked about problems with him. He claims the other players weren't interviewed. There was no real investigation. And he claims he's been defamed by comments the school board president made. He wants his reputation restored and his job back. The lawyers for the district say that they have very strong defenses to Mr. Barron's claims. And we will Sean Mulcairn will continue to cover that story as it unfolds. The lead story from Gilderland by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer is The Glassworks. Our longtime readers will remember a decade ago, the town board approved a planned unit development along the only swath of undeveloped land in the heart of Gilderland on Route 20. It's right near the library. And... Um, with the recession, that project fell away. Now, according to Peter Barber, the Massry family has shown an interest in perhaps doing the same kind of development that was described at the time as new urbanist with both retail and residential space. Meanwhile, at the town board meeting on Tuesday, the very controversial Hiawatha Trails apartment complex, which was going to need an office and therefore required zoning as a planned unit development, has changed. There was many... Neighbors protesting it. They are, they have now withdrawn the office so that it can proceed with just a variance and special use permit. Elizabeth um, wrote a story this week about a zoning board member, Cindy Saida, who had owned a dress shop in town. Um, According to court papers, she was in arrears in her rent and owes money there. A seamstress who worked for her has sent in papers to have her wages as a zoning board member garnished because she has not been paid, she says. I had fun this week covering a story about a bear that sauntered across Gilderland, starting in this schoolhouse road neighborhood, visiting Farnsworth Middle School, visiting the library, dipping in swimming pools, eating hot dogs, enjoying a suburban lifestyle. The editorial this week is an important one. The drawing by Carol Coogan, those who know her will recognize Carol as the model in the drawing. She's constructed the roller coaster ride of depression and problems that can lead to suicide. We have outlined some new programs av- av- available for New York State. Um, explained why we cover the recent suicide and other suicides in our coverage area as we do. And also highlighted a podcast we had with Brian Barr, whose son had killed himself at age 18. And he asked the question, if you, you lost your loved one to cancer, to pneumonia, are you angry at them? He, uh, has a very nuanced uh, approach and we hope people read this, listen to Brian Barr and find it helpful. Michelle Napierski-Prankel, the sister of the sitting town judge, Christine Napierski, has written a letter in support of her. She is seeking re-election for a post she was just appointed to in April, although she was unanimously appointed by the town board. She has not been backed by the Democratic Party. Um... We also have a letter from William Reinhardt responding to a letter from another Albany County legislator last week, Mark Grimm, who opposed a bill before the county ledge on paid sick leave. Mr. Reinhardt is for it and lays out his reasons very cogently. This is a picture of Bill Little, who is a super cyclist in our midst. (laughs) This man looks half his age. He's in his 60s. And he bicycles miles and miles and miles at a time and is instrumental in bringing the Hudson Mohawk yearly event, the cycling club, their yearly event is called the Century Weekend, where... Different courses have been mapped out, starting at the Altamont Fairgrounds and going 100 miles and 60-some miles on down to 7 miles through the beautiful Helderbergs, ending with a lunch at the Dutch barn. He talks all about that and other really interesting things about cycling. He's talking me into it. Um... Our Old Man of the Mountain column, as always, provides the release we need in these tense times. John Williams starts with almost a sci-fi beginning on how the OS landed in the most beautiful place on Earth. We recommend that you read that. Sue Van Hogg, who is on the very hard-working committee for the Pucker Street Fair, is outlining all the many events that are happening there on the upcoming weekend of June 29th. And The Caregiver's Corners this week is written by an intern. She's a medical student at Albany Med, Sarah Roger, and she's looking at how tastes change with age. You might be wondering why some of the people you know are putting salt and sugar on their food, and she has some very interesting answers. Mary Ellen Johnson has written this week about a little-known historic event where John Ogsbury, here in his youth, in his old age in 1939 was able from a spot high in the helderbergs due to a, a GE General Electric experiment on early early TV to see the king and queen of england as they attended the fair the world's fair in new york city interestingly enough a podcast i did today with 96 year old albert ebert he talked about although not in the recording how the altamont fair got him tickets to go to that 1939 world fair and what a great time he had Sandra Stemple has written about activities at the Byrne Historical Society for the Erie Canal, and there's an upcoming event you're invited to. Becky Meyer has written about fracked gas, and even though there is a ban against it, she points out some problems. O'Mara Hannibal-Williams has written a very well-researched letter about even though how we live in New York State, we have to be mindful as we move away from coal of how it's affecting those who live in coal country. Sean has written at length and with great understanding of the zone proposals that came out of the long project for Voorheesville, the village, to create the first-ever Village Master Plan, and they, the village board will be voting on these new zones, and you can read all about them here. Rose Schneider has written about appointments, new appointments in Bern, the most important one being of Nelson Kent. Our readers might remember that he and another Buddhist were kicked out of the retreat center where they had paid rent and lived. Rather suddenly asked to leave because long-standing problems with not having fire Extinguished, you know, (laughs) fire sprinklers or alarms in the building was noted. And the one woman had left and has not returned, but Nelson Kent was able to live with friends and will will be returning to the same retreat house he had lived before. Rent-free and in exchange will serve as a all-round kind of maintenance man and ambassador at Switzkill Farm. Paving is going to start soon on the last leg of the rail trail, and that is in the area of Voorheesville. That trail course reaches all the way to the Port of Albany. Most of it has already been paved. Rose had a fascinating story. She heard a comment at the Rensselaerville Town Board meeting about new expenses for coverage for cancer for firefighters, interior firefighters, and looked at that legislation, the study that brought it about, and how it's quite expensive for small town companies. Rose also has a story on this man, Mark Overbaugh, the longtime code enforcement officer in Rensselaerville who resigned, citing a disrespectful board member. The board had a special meeting scrambling to replace him and is temporarily putting in Ed Lawson from the neighboring town of Westerlo, who has a similar role there, until a replacement can be found. This is more on, on the bear that traveled west, and here he is turning a compost pile uh, in the yard of Mike McManus, and he went in the swimming pool, drank of the swimming pool, ate from the grill at the picnic table. We have video of this also of him at the library on our website. And the biologist from the Department of Environmental Transport. Environmental Conservation, the DEC, explained to me. um, Mike Clark is his name. Explained to me that at age two, a cub gets kicked out and has to find his or her own territory. And he assumes what—that's what's happening here. And bears are attracted to suburbia because the food it can be plentiful. And he advises putting away your bird feeders, making sure your gar—your garbage, pet food, those kinds of things—are locked down. And the bear will they hope, go on its way. It's been heading west. This is more on the suit from Robert Barron, and you can read about his deposition in great detail, as well as the claims and the counter um responses from the district. Rose has written about Cypress Creek, which our readers will remember has been a long time waiting to get approval for Solar Array in Westerlo, and that is now being finalized. Also, Rose has written a lot about parents complaining with problems of bullying at Burnox Westerlo, and the superintendent, Timothy Mundell, we commend him for this, is setting up um, two sessions that parents and community members can attend, one in mid-July one in late July, and then there'll be a general informational meetings in September on the Code of Conducts. More from Elizabeth on Cindy Saida, shown here in her lovely Gilderland shop, which is no more. She has now got a place in Latham, and a timeline of the legal proceedings making it clear. This, of course, is the Hiawatha Trails Golf Course across from Farnsworth Middle School on Route 155, which is slated for this development, minus the office building now, but the same trails will be offered to the public in the back of that development. Our blotters page has arrests as usual, and here we have David Soares holding lawn clippings, not weed, but he was using this at a series of community forums, this particular one in the Hilltowns, there was one in Gilderland, and also one last night in Bethlehem, just to get the pulse of the community now that neighboring states of Vermont and Massachusetts have legalized recreational marijuana, trying to gauge how law enforcement should proceed. Elizabeth happened happened by uh, on Route 20 when a driver had rear-ended a police car and recorded that, our community calendar for summer events and one that highlights the <laughs> the uh, season is the Voorheesville Village quilters who have a wonderful showing of their own quilts as well as vendors there. And behind them you can see the beautiful quilt they have crafted. Look online, it's in color, it's gorgeous, and that will be raffled off. And here we have some delightful pictures um, taken by Meg Seinberg's Seinberg Hughes, who is the librarian at Gilderland Elementary School. And they had a longstanding tradition of fifth grade follies that's now called Gilderland's Got Talent. And here we have Olivia Davis with a professional performance of Bye Bye Blackbird. (laughs) We have uh, Lorenzo Scavia and Jack Upton portraying themselves as old men, looking back on the athletic prowess of their youth. And we have Jacob Kagan, a solo performance on the piano, and you can see it was a very, very large crowd. It's that time of year when our local graduates who have gone on to colleges and are doing well have their parents and grandparents and schools submitting their names so the community can see they are on the dean's list. Congratulations. More on the community build at Voorheesville. You can see the playground taking shape as all kinds of work is being done by volunteers. The libraries as always have much going on, and um, Heard World Jazz will be performing at the Gilderland Public Library, while Sylvia Fletcher, a ventriloquist, will be entertaining kids at the Bethlehem Public Library. Senior news, Gilderland has, as always, a packed series of events for people, Gilderland Seniors, and turning the page, we have Madeline brought letting us know not just about the menu offered there, but also about many services that seniors can take advantage of when they visit the community center. Classified ads, and turning the page for our business corner, the top story by Sean, is a Meadowdale Farm Winery, which is only three years old, and we hadn't even realized it was there, took the gold medal at an international contest for their ice cider and they will be having an open house this weekend so you can taste some of their wines and ciders. Stuyvesant Plaza is kicking off its summer season with its traditional sidewalk sale and is later next week hosting empire the football team once again we have news on john Baggy, and he has been named to a list of attorneys considered powerful and new news from westerlo paulo audino has been recognized for his work that has to do with homeland security Mike was in Rensselaerville for the annual picnic there where the different hamlets come together to celebrate and have fun. Kids in the playground, and here is the superintendent, um, Steve Flegling working the grill. More student news. We have graduates. We have honors, both dean's list and president's list from Siena College, where a lot of our students go. And... This weekend, Gilderland Center was celebrating its history as part of a state day to, to revere history. And here we have our own Mary Ellen Johnson leading a tour at the Frederick Mindersey House and um, Donna Kriego, as always, manages to fit in this petite wedding gown worn by Apollonia Frederick a century ago. And the schoolhouse, Cobblestone Schoolhouse, was open for visitors, which is owned by the Gilderland School District, and because of difficulties with the deeds, can't be sold. It needs some repair. It still has its wood stove, and it's just a lovely venue. And standing in front of that Cobblestone Schoolhouse is one of the few surviving students who attended that school, Shirley Hershenroeder and her relatives, And sadly, we're moving along to obituaries. Patty Moore Gray, who was a familiar face to anyone who attended the Hamilton Union Presbyterian Church over the years where her husband was a minister. She herself was a devoted Christian and shared her love of nature with her children. I had a wonderful time talking to Edward Hanrahan's daughter. Here he is with his son's grandchildren. He loved riding his BMW motorcycle, which was quite enough not to wake a baby. And his daughter said that was important because there was always a baby around. He had seven children. He was a master carpenter and a man of few words, but taught his children well with simple sayings like measure twice, cut once. Also, Lisa Hannon, who died Young, in her 60s, worked for 40 years at Albany Medical Center. And John Selnow, um, who was a retired New York State trooper. And our favorite tracker of the truth... Beulah, the newshound, and she reminds you this time of year to paper train your graduates. A subscription from the Enterprise is like a letter from home. And we wrap up our edition with a look back from Michael Koff at the spring sports season in review. The Burn Knox Westerlo Bulldogs baseball team did very well. These runners, one from Voorheesville, one from BKW, made it to the sectional level competition. A heartbreaker for the girls... Gilderland cross team, which had been longtime sectional champions and missed out on that game this year. And finally, we conclude with Isabel Bruno, who jumped her way, triple jump to being the state federation champion. And with that, we close out our week and look forward to talking through the news next week. Have a good one.